0: Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Look out, look out. Tuesday means Peter Mullen
1: joins us for health and wellbeing. Peter... Good afternoon, firstly. Good afternoon, Mark. Look, great to be back with you again. This week, uh, it's all about men's health. In fact, it's all about some natural remedies for
0: prostate cancer. What do we have for us on the big show today? Look, prostate cancer is um, one of the most common um, cancers diagnosed in Australia after melanoma and the third most common cause of um, cancer death. So, um, And yet men still seem to have trouble talking about it. So I thought today bit of a focus really on men's health, things to look out for, and you know, hopefully ways that we can go about reducing our risk or prevent the development of prostate cancer.
1: Yeah, all the things we should be looking at at the moment. That's health and well-being with Peter Mullen. If you've got a question, maybe it's about prostate cancer, maybe it's about blokes. We generally don't look after ourselves as much as the ladies do. We tend to wait till the last minute. We wait till something's wrong, and by then
0: sometimes it can be too late. Well, what is it about us? We don't like getting things fixed up. Well, I think um, it's a, it's one of those old sayings, isn't it, that men's motto, if it's not broken, why fix it? Mm. So um, I do think it's a, a thing with men's health that we do tend to leave things to the last minute and... You know think that we've got to tough out maybe some of these early warning signs that there's issues going on I
1: think as well we don't like to be seen or perceived to be seen as weak or or any of that sort of stuff
0: as well. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am well look a big part of from a naturopathic point of view a big big part of our belief or focus is around the whole um point of prevention is better than cure, so you know and you can you can make all these changes, you can do everything you absolutely can and you know really work on having fabulous health and still end up with something that has to be dealt with medically sure. however i always say you can't guarantee what's going to happen in the future but if you did have to go on to have some sort of treatment or surgery or whatever you're going to cope so much better with that if if the rest of your health is good as well so mm. but um you know as much as we can there's a lot more research showing up these days about you know, what we can do to help prevent or lower our risk of things like prostate cancer. So
1: so I guess in terms of risk factors
0: for prostate cancer, the big one is going to be age? Yep, absolutely. And increasing rapidly over the age of 50. So everybody at 50, every man at 50 should start to then think about having regular checks on things like their prostate. Great. Something to look forward to down the road. Well, look. The early, early, early stages of prostate assessment is based around symptoms. You know, maybe having a blood test for a PSA. But um, as everybody knows these days, PSA is not really a marker for cancer, but it's a marker for um, prostate inflammation. But having a history of PSAs can give you some clues whether things are changing as well. So, getting tested regularly, starting from the age of fifty. Um, just maybe, you know, I, I think I think it's valuable. And then, mm. you know, if symptoms start to increase, then obviously there's, you know, further investigation. H-
1: how big of a role does family history uh, send to play in terms of prostate cancer, Peter? Uh,
0: well, family history of um, prostate, but also breast or ovarian cancers. Um, prostates in the family of hormonally aggravated or triggered types of cancer, same as breast cancer and um uh, ovarian or even uterine cancer as well. So, if there's a family history, you know, if a lot of women in the family have had breast cancer, then, you know, from a male point of view, there's going to be an increased risk of prostate cancer as well. So, that,
1: that, there's a crossover there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hormones, hormones play a big role with all of these types um, of cancers. Um, a diet high in fats, low in fresh fruit and veggies. So again, there's a lot of stuff coming through about, and I'll talk a bit more later on about what sort of vegetables and, and how little you actually have to eat um, to actually have a big impact on your cancer um, prevention. Um, and, you know, they've found that, you know, high a so, big association between diets high in fats, red meat and dairy so they're the three things that we're going to look at, trying to reduce, increasing all your plant-based stuff as well.
1: We, we seem to talk about this <laughs> at least every second week, isn't it? Where uh, you're getting off the more, of the, getting off more of the bad foods, getting onto more of the good foods. You, you know, increase your chances of not getting these nasties that come along.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Diet's really the cornerstone, and um, one of the um, um, big risk factors or, or aggravators for um, prostate cancer is um, hormonal. Changes as I was talking about, but one of the one of the hormones that that may play a key role in prostate cancer development is insulin. so you know we've talked before on the show a lot about excess carbohydrates can lead to an overproduction by the pancreas of insulin due to insulin resistance, where the insulin doesn't work to get the sugar out of the blood as well. so insulin has been shown to have a growth hormone like effect possibly on cancer cells, so being overweight being obese. Um, having elevated levels of insulin um, and then insulin also is a major regulator of other hormones as well is a massive risk, risk factor for both prostate cancer and breast cancer as well so again not just the bad diet but the, the the effect on our hormonal balance from that bad diet so in terms of hormone changing what how
1: i guess you've mentioned overweight you've mentioned diet what are other things that we could pick up on? Then to go. Hang on a minute. I think there's a change there. How would we pick that up ourselves? So,
0: like signs and symptoms that there sure. could be some issues coming on. the old, The old story used to be when I was at college was that, um, you know, that most men on autopsy they find some degree of prostate swelling. So prostate swelling is something that you know most men are going to have a tendency or a, a, an issue with at some point. You know, maybe not to their latter years, but it is something really to be vigilant about. Um, <clears throat> prostate cancer, like, um, on the whole, tend to grow very slowly, um, but early detection and treatment can significantly, you know, make can make a big difference, and whether it's a watch-and-see watch and, watch and see type scenario or whether there's more um, radical treatment involved, um, you know, early diagnosis means that you're forewarned, is forearmed, and you, you, generally you've got much better handle on it. We are talking about today,
1: Peter, um, some of the symptoms... That uh, we might have a bit of trouble in the prostate area, what are some of the big ones that fellas should be paying clean attention to?
0: And again, this is one of those things that us fellas or us blokes tend to just ignore these sorts of things. Mm. So so it's anything to do with passing water. You know, like uh, one of the early signs of prostate issues can be where you tend to pass water all right during the day, but at night time, for some reason, getting up during the night, you might start to get up more frequently during the night and or you might have to wait a little bit for the flow to start even though the pressure seems fine during the day so for some reason um, it can be a little bit of incontinence sometimes as well where there's a little bit of urgency with getting to the toilet um, weak urine flow we've talked about um, any pain during passing water um, erection difficulties um, even even an unusual symptom can be things like recurrent pain in hips um, thigh or lower back Okay, that's that well. seems a bit, oh, which can, can be you know it different. can be a whole heap of things as mm. well. But if you're getting those sorts of symptoms associated with, so what's the correlation water, between your back or your hips to the prostate? How I imagine I imagine it's like a, it's a referred pain, basically. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But as I was saying, as I was saying, like most men will get some degree of prostate swelling as they get older, maybe not to so their much older. So it is something to be vigilant about.
1: And uh, I guess with any of those things, uh, then comes the thought of, well, need to get checked out, need to you know, get on top of these things. Um,
0: what's the next step? Getting tested. Mm-hmm. So PSA, blood test, or the digital examination. Um, and then from there, if there's concerns, then maybe they'll look at doing um, like a biopsy where they're looking for abnormal cells in the in the prostate. Um and then from there, determining whether it's a, a, more, a less aggressive or a more aggressive type of um, cancer and then working out a treatment program from, from there, from a medical point of view.
1: Um, just back on, I guess, um, the prevention side of things, uh, from the natural therapy side of things, um, what are some of the things we should be trying to look at there, particularly to try and prevent or stave off prostate cancer?
0: Well, look, one of the, um, um, you know, as we've talked about before, um, increasing your intake of vegetables and fruits these contain essential antioxidants micronutrients crucial for your health and just being really specific about that like what's great with new information coming out is um things like tomatoes for instance are particularly good for their high levels of lycopene so lycopene is a naturally occurring compound in tomatoes that's been shown to help with um prostate inflammation and prostate i'm, gl- I'm
1: glad to hear that i think i have tomatoes about five days a week so i think um, that might be on the good side,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that that definitely makes a difference. Now, the other um, one of my favourite cancer-busting sort of nutrients is um, broccoli. So, it contains a particular type of type of compound called a sulforaphane, and it's been shown to mobilise natural cancer protection resources, reducing the risk of malignancy. And it, what it what it appears that broccoli contains the necessary ingredients to switch on genes. This is exciting stuff. Switch on genes that actually prevent um, cancer, and switch off ones that help it to spread. Mm-hmm. So how clever is that? And the amount previous research has shown that men who eat broccoli show hundreds of beneficial change hundreds of beneficial changes in genes known to play a role in fighting cancer. And best of all, you don't need to consume massive amounts. So previous studies have indicated that men who consume more than one portion of cruciferous Broccoli vegetables per week, are, are at a lower risk of prostate cancer. And, and what one, would
1: constitute a, one particular serving?
0: Well, one serving of broccoli equates to about two spears. Okay, so again,
1: not so a great it's not, deal. It's
0: not a lot. So if you're, um, so that's one portion. But if you if you can do you know three to five portions a week, it's not a lot of broccoli that you have to eat. And the other thing that um, broccoli has been shown to be beneficial for is making sure that estrogen being cleared from the body effectively because estrogen in men can play a role with prostate um, cancer development and prostate inflammation as well.
1: Particularly when you said that all these things are, are crossed over, so it's uh, a bit freaky stuff to think that uh, you know, some of the basics we could be doing, eating broccoli, Who's not? why are we not doing that every day?
0: Look, the, <laughs> the, the, the top foods or well, the top things before we get into supplements in the next segment are you know, the tomatoes for the lycopene, the broccoli, You know, and broccoli is one of those vegetables. We've talked about this before, but if you can get broccoli and it's organic, I think it's worthwhile trying to source because it's, you know, an open flowery vegetable that's going to pick up more chemicals or toxins than maybe, you know, something that's... Something like a a banana that
1: you're going to get rid of the skin from.
0: Yeah, Mm. yeah. Um, Green tea. So green tea, you know, three cups of green tea a day, good quality um, censure. Green tea we talked about that before as well so if you're having your three to five serves of broccoli a week, your three to three cups of green tea a day and you know half a pound of blueberries already you're choosing some of the major anti-cancer um, nutrients and it's those things over a long term period that really seem to make a big difference yeah not just for prostate cancer but for health in general yeah look it is and as I said it's the, it's the second largest cause of cancer death in, in Australian men after lung cancer so it really is a big a big thing um, and so yeah so and, and interestingly the guidelines or the recommendations for helping to avoid and support people undergoing prostate treatment is the same as that for breast cancer again because of that connection with the hormones so optimizing your vitamin D levels getting your D checked and making sure your D is good if you if you're looking at prostate prevention or you're undergoing treatment We've talked about before, controlling the insulin levels. This is a massive thing. So getting your weight under control, um, losing excess body fat, reducing carbohydrates. Sugar definitely is taken up by cancer cells, preferentially over normal cells. So sugar feeds cancer is the the old saying. It's not as simple as that, but it's not a bad way to sum it up. So removing sugar from your diet. Um, Exercise. You know, there's been a lot more research coming out about exercise helping to reduce... Um, the risk of of mortality from you know both breast cancer and prostate cancer, and even some centres in WA where they're using exercises while they're undergoing chemotherapy and radiation therapy.
1: So what is it about exercise that sort of turns our body on to being anti cancer? I guess
0: well probably probably nothing nothing we do has such a profound effect health promoting wise on every single cell in our body as thirty to forty five minutes. So when you, go, know that. you produce, produce positive <laughs> endorphins, um, you help to reduce insulin resistance, you um, initially increase inflammation, but then you turn on anti-inflammatory genes. It has a whole myriad of responses that it helps with, but um, yeah, exercise is critical. Um, avoid, avoiding dairy, I'm a bit of a big fan of if, you, if you've got a risk of prostate issues. Um, increasing your um, omega-3, your, like your good fish oils, etc., for their anti-inflammatory effect. Um, making sure that you're reducing exposure to environmental toxins and sources of heavy metals. And a really interesting one is um, avoiding or reducing the consumption of um, charcoal meats. You know, like your glam- your your flame grilled chicken. And you know, if you- what are you doing to me, Peter? Do do you like do you like when you have meat? Do you like it to be well cooked? Like, that,
1: that's the only way for me. Well, well done and above is kind of the the zone for the me. Zone. Yeah. All
0: right, all right. Well, high high heat grilling causes a protein reaction in red meat, poultry, and fish, and um, creates a specific type of amine that's been linked to cancer. So, for a long time, it's been recommended that we try and avoid meats that are cooked to that degree. So, you know, it sounds a bit bit boring, but, you know, boil, poach or steam foods rather than frying or char-boiling, if you want to reduce your risk of those um
1: And, and I guess also, get, and moving away from the meat because you've just devastated me for the day, <laughs> uh, getting some of those essential nutrients in there as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, things like vitamin E can really play a big role. Selenium, and selenium's low in our soil. It's one of our major antioxidant, anti-cancer or cancer supporting nutrients, cancer fighting supporting nutrients, so selenium vitamin e, um, um, as we said, vitamin D um, they're probably the main ones to and zinc always when we think about prostate health and vitamin C as well
1: peter as always a well-rounded program of advice and information prostate cancer uh some great information there for us now tonight you have some limited seating available only a couple of seats left for your prostate talk can you tell us where and when
0: yeah david marston um, one of our naturopaths is um he's sort of got a special interest in men's health and prostate health so we we'll, he, that will be our second last talk for tonight at our office in hamilton street it's a free talk on at 6.30. And um, as you said, there's still a couple of seats left if people want to phone the office. They can get help there or if they get onto our website.
1: And uh, how appropriately, with the silly season upon us, your final talk at the end of the month, <laughs> managing stress and adrenal fatigue. <laughs> Naturally, we're going to need that, Peter. It's Christmas time. It uh, nearly is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? Like For a lot of people, Christmas is a really stressful time of year. You know, Catching up with relatives that you haven't seen all year or... You know, just there seems to be a lot of emotional stuff associated with Christmas. Um, so it, families, we've all got people, one. <laughs> absolutely. So for a lot of people, it is a really stressful time. But you know, at that talk on the twenty eighth, um, it's a really good talk for anyone experiencing anxiety or or mood issues. But um, I will be sharing my. Um, only once a year, my secret tips for surviving. I actually probably do on the radio as well. Secret tips for surviving Christmas this year.
1: Well, I think we've just basically worked out what your last program for the year is going to be. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. And because it happens every year, I think mm. we can get better and better at it as yeah. well.
1: Either that or just recycle the same material next uh, year as well. Just put a new always, date on it.
0: There's always always new, new tips and Yeah, there always is.
1: All right, some great talks around the place. And, of course, next uh, Tuesday, Multivitamins. You'll be talking with us on the radio about that.
0: Yeah, I thought that's, a, that's a, a, a nice, simple place for a lot of people to start to really, you know, support their health.
1: Peter, that's uh, the program. Thank you for coming in this week. Next Thank week, you, Mark. Next week, health and wellbeing with Peter Marlin at 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, wellbeing, pet care, finance,
0: business and travel. You'll find them all at 2 com.